or can I go? You can go if you want. Dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum and welcome to my first episode of the jurisprudence, jurisprudence of a marriage. Um, in this halaqa, we'll be talking about finding your perfect spouse within the Islamic boundaries and how Allah and the Messenger Muhammad have ordered us. Stay tuned. First, apologies for the uh, for the big red X uh, on me. It's not I'm not being targeted. Just I've been um, TEDx speaker. Alhamdulillah, it was a great blessing from Allah Azza wa Jal that I was invited uh, to do TEDx talk. The TEDx talk was about the identity and about how you can be uh, dual identity and also about the culture and religion and then how it's all working together. Which is, inshallah, these are aspects will come will become uh, part of the things we're going to be talking about inshallah if you have questions please uh, feel free we've got um, <laughs> we've got a few brothers already and uh, sisters on youtube so yes on youtube if you have any questions please put them on and inshallah i will be uh, looking into the questions inshallah i will be addressing corresponding uh, communicating with you inshallah and, and We'll take it from there. So, um, first, you've seen a bit about me. I am, uh, alhamdulillah, I studied in Saudi, um, graduated from the Zad Academy as well with this distinction. Also studied marriage counseling in a blog on my Facebook, my Arabic Facebook uh, page, uh, Ibn Bahjat, about marriage and how to be on the right path of a Prophet Muhammad, but also using those examples and using it within our day in life. Uh, Nej, inshallah. And uh, I am also the Imam of uh, Newcastle Mosque and Nali Mosque, and I'm a manager of the Islamic Center of Newcastle. We're providing marriage consultancy um, in the Northeast uh, because we're based in the Northeast, but obviously we do it online. The uh, website, it will be at some point on the ticker. Um, so, marriage. Why marriage? Allah Azza wa Jal says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina, ya ayyuhal nas, inna khalaqnaakum min nafsin wahida, wa khalaqna minha zawjaha, wa khalaqna minha zawjaha, subhanallah, we've got the friends here. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa khalaqna minha zawjaha, wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisa'a. Wa attaqullah li tasa'lun bihi wa arham, inna Allah kana alaykum raqiba. So Allah Azza wa Jal says in this ayah, it says, we created um, we created the tribes and the people out of the male and female. And this is the, the start of everything, the male and the female. And Allah Azza wa Jal says, This is the, 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 
كذلك وصرف الايات لقوم يشكرون. So Allah Azza wa Jalla says in ayah 58 um, says the it's he every place will if the if the if the land of that place is good, inshallah, most of the time the offsprings will be good, and that's the important thing, because so many people think that you know I want to start a family. So okay, I'm going to start a family. So I'm going to go and find myself, uh, inshallah, a good sister, or she will say I'm going to find myself a good brother and get married. All you know, leave it to uh, Qadar or leave it to um, uh, the parents. They'll find me one, either one. Whatever, whatever the way you've tried to find it. The making a family doesn't start with that moment. It starts way before that. It starts from that you are male and a female, and inshallah, at some point you will get married. And this is the question when you need to ask yourself, why want to get married? If you want to get married because you just have that urge, which is natural, and you want to do it in halal, which is good. But what else? Is that all? Is it just because you have that urge and that need and you want to make it? It's not the only thing. Now, when we want to find answers and guidance and seek the advice, we always go to the Quran wa Sunnah, the Quran and the prophetic narration, inshallah. The Quran prophetic narration tells us that Muhammad says, And that's, uh, that came with different um, saying because Muhammad seems to be, I've said it so many times during his lifetime, saying it to the brothers and the sisters. I think the voice will be better this way. So, so Muhammad have asked us, have asked the, his, uh, followers have asked the Muslims, ask them to get married. Al wadud al walud. So al wadud is the kind, the, um, the that the mild, uh, the mild character, the mild nature, uh, the one who's really uh, warm and social. At least within the family setup, doesn't have to be you know butterfly of the <laughs> of the society, but it it's within the family unit. Um, very kind, very courteous, very giving, very caring. That's al-wadud. And that's one of the names of Allah Azza wa Jal. And also mean the great love. Um, so when you say I have wid between me and somebody says I have great love. So somebody who has this great affection and caring and giving. Al-wadud. So the one that will can um, produce and can give children. So man and a woman. And subhanallah, uh, that's that's basically the, the the baseline, if you like, where we start, inshallah. Now, if somebody cannot um, have, uh, you know, for some reason, the unable to produce children, then inshallah, that will be a different talk. But the aim of the aim of um, the aim of the sawaj is to to be inshallah. Um, to multiply the Muslims and to be good Muslims and to produce people that Allah Azza wa Jal will be pleased with. Because let's face it, brothers and sisters, Rasulullah says, 
لا تزول قدم امرئ حتى يسال عن اربع and that's um, so Muhammad sallam says that nobody will die before nobody will go to um, either one hell or fire or hellfire or, or heaven before allah azza wa jalla will ask him about four things one is about his lifetime how did he spend it and about his knowledge how what he do what did he do with it and about his money where did he get it from and how did he spend it and about his body how did he um use it and that and and that's important to know because and then we have the, because we have the other question is so as a person as a, as a, a man and a woman you will be asked these four questions and you will be will be really um go with a needle to ask about everything why did you do it and how did you do it is it does it how does it fit but then after that you'll ask about your responsibility because so you're all responsible and you all have people that you're responsible for so the people that you were responsible for you're going to ask the four questions about them again so the scrutiny subhanallah it's massive and yet you want to still go and get married you want to go and get married why because we have the hadith and that's the question because we have the hadith and this is where we need to make the alignment because we have the hadith in the quran and sunnah so we want to get married because rasulullah says you know get married get get become many because i will be showing off yom al-qiyamah this is my nation so we want to please muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam um, Yes, we have a. Um, I'll come back to you, Sister Salva, inshallah. And then, and then the other thing is because when we read the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, says, "إذا مات عمل ابن آدم قطع عمله إلا من ثلاث." So if when you die, when you die, inshallah, you will, um, your your deeds will stop apart from three things. So one is if you have a good son that will uh, that will that will pray for you. Uh, so let me state in order. So the first thing is Sarakatun Jariya. So if you have something, a good charity deed that's continuously running even after you die, so that will continue to be good in your in your for your good deeds. And then the third the second thing is if you have leave good knowledge behind you that people will benefit from that will also be continue the good deeds and the third thing is so this is if you have a good son that will pray for good son or daughter and son or daughter to to pray for you so salih so you'll have to seek you'll have to raise that good child so it become one of the ways that will pray for you and subhanallah when you when you are a good father inshallah allah will help you to be a good uh, to have a good sons and daughters and it's important here to also remember to, to remember from surah al-kahf surah al one of the things about the surah al-kahf there is two things that happen with moses uh, Musa alayhi salam and who known to see Al-Rajul al-Salih and uh, we think that his name according to some narrations his name is Al-Khadr and 
the famous story the go out and um as musa wanted to go out with the with al-khudr because he wanted to learn the wisdom and then al-khudr says you will not be, be able to be patient with me he says i will inshallah so the first time he um they cross the river and the people who have that boat they made him cross the river allowed them to cross the river with their boat they were good people and they allowed them to do it for free without taking charge but then al-khudr broke the the boat, the second one when he killed a child, and the th- uh, only child, just innocent child. The third one when he erected that wall without asking for any rewards for it. The two, the two other things, not just not the boat, but the two other things. So when he, when when Musa, when Al Khadr killed the boy, killed the boy, and because when Musa asked him why, he said because his his parents were good parents, and that child is going to grow to be a tyrant. And when the word tyrant in the Quran only came a few times, so when you say the tyrant, it means really, really, um, really great evil is, is going to come from that child. He, he will make, he will tire them. He will, he will make, it will cause a lot of trouble to them. And we, and Allah Azza wa Jal love this too. Uh, the, the 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 couple, the married couple, they were good people. So took away that child, gave them another child. The blessing here of the good father and the mother is their child, they, they didn't have a bad child, they have a good child, but also the bad child, he will die, he died before he become tyrant, and therefore he's gonna go to heaven, inshallah. So the blessing came 360 degree. The second one, when he Khadr erected the the wall, and he said, Because of their father, because the father was a good was a good um, was a good man some of the tafsir says he was the seventh father so the seventh grandfather it wasn't straight away the father the actual father it was the grandfather it was the great 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 grandfather so when you are a good person allah azza wa jal put the blessings in your it will put the baraka in your life and your family and one of the greatest blessings ever of, of fathers is Imran because he he was, subhanAllah, he had a surah named after him and he had Maryam to be his daughter and he had also Masih to be his son, to be his grandson. This is one of the greatest blessings. And if you remember from the ayat, when Maryam came back with the child Jesus, came back into her um, the city and they thought the people thought that she was she committed adultery you have a good father why did you do this so he was a good father and this is the most important thing that we need to always remember making a good family start from you start from you being a good person being a good son being a good father being a good human being being a good muslim it starts from you sometimes we have families that says you know, I have a bad son, but then he'll be fine. Once he gets married, he'll settle. No. Marriage marriage is not an institution to put in the ill people and make them good. They need to be good before they actually, before they get into the marriage. And yes, uh, Sister Salwa have mentioned a couple of things, which inshallah I'll refer to. But one thing I will refer now is when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Told us about the women got married for four for four reasons. So the money, 
the beauty, the lineage, and the and the deen, the faith. And Muhammad says, Wathfar deen yadak. So Athfar, so compete with others to marry the women with good faith, with a good iman. Otherwise, everything else you will get is like holding uh, sand in your hand. Tarabat yadak. So um and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he tells us this, he tells us when we need to look for a wife or a husband, what we need to look for. We need to look for somebody who we like, and but to have the faith, that's the most important thing, to have the faith. Now, after that, if you want to have anything else, you can. So, if you want somebody who have a certain characteristics, either that um, in terms of body or uh, character or... Um, or um, or certain family or a certain education, it's fine. But the first and foremost to have for part of your criteria is Islam, is the faith, it's the deen. Because once this is correct, once this is really good, then everything is inshallah will follow. And this is one, one thing. So we have sometimes a few sisters, subhanAllah, who would not preserve their beauty um, or their modesty. So the hijab is not if there's a hijab, the hijab is not the best. Uh, it's not how it should be. The makeup, the dressing, the the perfumes, etc. And um, when you say to her, you know, give her advice. It's your sister. What are you doing? She says, "Well, I'll get. I'll become a good Muslim once I get married." That's not right. You need to be good Muslim before you get married. And that's the same thing goes also for the brother. Well, subhanAllah, do this and that is because, I don't know, he says, I want to have experience, so I don't want to get married. I don't have, I'll have the experience. This is this is not right, brothers and sisters. So what Allah Azza wa Jal have, we can only seek it. We can only seek it if, uh, we can with the pleasing of Allah Azza wa Jal. Um, so that's the main four things, characteristics. Now, do I marry the young or the old? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, one of the hadiths that he's got, he's got, uh, he told us is, إذا أتاكم من تردنوا دينه وخلقوا فزوجوه إن لم تفعلوا فذلك فتنة تكون فتنة في الأرض. The hadith has got, uh, um, the, the, the Senate doesn't have, um, have some da'af, but it's a good hadith. And Allah Muhammad have applied it, but we need to be careful how we applied it. If somebody came with a good, good um, character and good faith, that's it. Give it to, give him the the daughter, or uh, the other way around. If somebody, if a woman is got a very good uh, deen and um, and faith and character, we'll just give it to her. Give her, you know, the son. No, Muhammad sallallahu when he wanted to uh, marry, uh, give mar give Fatima to marriage, Abu Bakr came to him and he asked him for the hand of uh, Fatima, and he said, "No, she's too young." And then came Umar, asked for Fatima's hand of marriage, and he says, "No, she's too young." And then he gave her to Ali. So Abu Bakr came, um, Umar came, and he declined both of them. And Muhammad gave her to Ali. He gave her to Ali. So he called after Ali, says, she's your wife. Come on, um, let's start the wedding procedures. Now, 
there's no one better in terms of faith and character than Abu Bakr after Muhammad sallallahu But he did not give, he did not give um, Fatima to Abu Bakr. But there's no, but there's no one better. And he did not give her to Umar. Why? Because she needs to have somebody that's actually good for her. So we need to look for compatibility. And therefore, the three things that you always to look for in in Islam after in the marriage, after Alhamdulillah, inshallah, after the deen, and after uh, being really committed to Islam, is the commitment, the devotion, and the the harmony. So to have somebody who's committed, devoted to to the to the uh, to the marriage, and also to have harmony between the two, and that's why Subhanallah. That's why Subhanallah, we have khutbah. Some people plunge in into marriage straight away, plunge into marriage, and that's not our faith. Our faith is to have khutbah, so we'll have a bit of time to for engagement. They will they will know each other. They will speak with each other. They'll get to know each other, and they will see each other. So, uh, whether if you in the scholar opinion of hijab or niqab, they still see her. And we'll talk about this khutbah, inshallah, in the second uh, episode. So they'll see her, they sit, they sit down together, and they'll keep seeing each other and talking with, with each other um, until they they make sure, okay, we're fine, we're going to go with the marriage now. Some people think that unless it is, um, he's going to marry her, you cannot have a sharia. And yes, he has the intention to marry her, and he will only marry her, and he will only get his ru'a sharia after he he asks his um, his his family about her, and then he makes sure that that's all he need to see her. Now, when you about to get married, you have three filters, which inshallah will talk more about them in the second halak. But we have three filters: one, the father need to ask. To, to ask around and this will give us the male perspective and keep in mind I'm talking about here men men um, male and female so both families have to make sure that the, the the son and daughter are compatible and right for each other it's not about who's uh, it's not about the faith because we're taking the faith as a standard but we need to talk now about compatibility so the the men would ask and then we know the male perspective and then the mothers would ask, and then we'll know. Uh, and then they know. Um, and then they will know the uh, Subhanallah. Okay, this uh, one comment I'll cut back to uh, Brother Shirkog. Jazakallah khair, Akhi. Um, and then we'll come back to. I've lost the trail of thoughts now. Um, I'm going to cover the comments. I'll come back to them when I have the time, when I finish my talk, inshallah. So that's one of the issues when you do the live talks, brothers and sisters. So jazakumullah khair for your patience. So um, the, the father will ask about the marriage, about the prospect, and take the male perspective. And then the mother will ask about the, the prospect. And then know from a mother, from a female point of view. And then we have the, the spouse male or female and then it's about they're compatible to each other so that's what we need to look for inshallah and i'll be talking more elaborate more about this in my next uh, inshallah episode so we're talking about what to look more into the women 
and and the man we need to look for a good character obviously and uh, Allah Azza wa Jalla says in the Quran so you always look for you always look for the person uh, we always look for the the faith first and then we look for the compatibility inshallah and the compatibility comes with many things so we're talking about the character about the education about the type of you know the outlook on life because sometimes if you are a person who love a woman to be housewife there's nothing wrong with that but you you don't go and marry somebody who wants to be a career driven woman and then you ask her to sit at the house and don't work that doesn't work you try to find somebody from the beginning that you both have aligned vision and aligned uh outlook on life and how it's going to be holding the household and brothers and sisters i'm 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 not with the i'm not with the um saying that says women should not be working no women will be working women need to work but who needs to work need to work within the Islamic boundaries and somebody who can work and she wants to work. But as long as she doesn't want to work, it's her right to sit, uh, to be a housewife and we respect the housewife and the mothers. We've been raised by uh, housewives and mothers and we have great respect to them. So we don't belittle the women who decide that I want to sit at home and be housewife and be a mother. That's one of the greatest um, Task ever jobs that you would need to take, and when Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa wasallam in the nation says, um, so there's a, two narrations when somebody wanted to go out and uh, help Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and be with his, by his side. He says, do you have somebody you look after as in you have a mother or father? And one narration says, yes, I have a mother and a father. He says, go back to them because heaven is at their feet. And the and then other narration says, I have a mother, says, Well, go back because heaven is at her feet. So the mother is have a great status in Islam, and obviously also um and the sahabi that came and asked Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Man says, Who's the who's the person that he is um uh is more worthy of my Compact of my company, and I need to dedicate more to him or her. It says your mother, your mother, your mother, and then says your father. So the mothers have a great status in Islam, and once you have, once you have, um, once you have the, uh, the status of mother, there's nothing uh, greater than this. And Al Hadith Al Sahih, Akhwati, says Al Jannah عند أقدام الأمهات وليس تحت أقدام الأمهات والله أعلم. Uh, it's one of the narration, inshallah. So there's no, there's nothing wrong if somebody wants um, a certain characteristic, as I said, you know, certain body shape, certain character, certain education, certain skill. There's nothing wrong with that when you seek to get married. But inshallah, what you need to look for is the, is the faith and then, then everything afterward. Some people look for the good manners only. And good manners is 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 perfect is is great, but unless you have the faith to tell you what is good manners, you can go haywire with the good manners. So good manners in China 
can mean something. Good manners in, in Argentine could mean something. Good manners in different countries could mean something else. And I'm not saying all the good manners, but some of the good manners could mean something. And there's more examples of this, but I want to focus on the point is, unless, unless you have the Islam to tell you, to give you the boundaries, to set the boundaries that within that is the good manners, then you're, you're leaving yourself exposed to what else tomorrow? What you're going to be tomorrow out of good manners? And we've seen it and we've seen lots of examples of some people do certain things and say that's good manners. Well, it's not good manners. It's, um, it's well, you think that's good manners, but in Islam, that's actually a sin. That's not good manners. So that's what we need to be uh, conscious of is to look for the for the deen first and then from that build everything on. Inshallah. We'll be talking about in the next episode, inshallah, about al khutbah. Thank you, uh, Shirku, uh, about al khutbah and about how we, um, how we, the etiquette of al khutbah, inshallah. So we'll talk about more sharia. Now, Sister Salwa says um, that um, the Sunnah is to marry older, younger, uh, but the key is good, is good for good and bad for bad. Um, I think you're referring to the ayah al-tayyibun al-tayyibat al-khabithun al-khabithat al-tayyibun al-tayyibat and this ayah it's um, the narrations the the tafsir came that to say it's about the words that people good words come from good people bad words come from bad people rather than the good people is will given to good um, good men will be given good women because some people mess interpret this to think if he's a good man he will only have a good wife and if a good if she's a good wife she will only have a good man if she's a bad wife if bad female she will only have a bad uh, a bad husband and that's not correct that's not correct um if we're gonna take it in the context of marriage it says you will seek a good husband for a good wife so a good man for a good woman that's what you always if you're going to take in that context but the tafsir mainly was it was a, the bad words came from the bad woman now about older or younger um muhammad وسلم, have encouraged us to marry the um the one who never married before but it doesn't mean that this is the only criteria for marriage because as i said it's about compatibility and when hadithu um hadithu jabir they were coming back um, from one of the travels and Jabir was trying to get hurrying to go back home. And he says, what's, what's with you? Why are you, uh, why are you trying to hurry to go back? Uh, did you get married? He said, yes, Ya Rasulullah. So he said, you, um, who did you marry? So he told him how he, who, he married a woman um, was not, uh, I think she was, she got married before. So either was a divorcee or a widow. He says, once you marry her, young virgin wants you to play with her. And he says, Ya Rasulullah, I have, my father left me with a lot of uh, children. And if I have a young one, I'll end up having just something, uh, just children playing with each other. And I needed somebody who would take responsibility with me and share the responsibility with me. And Muhammad didn't say that to note to him. But it was... <clears throat> The conversation was, if you want to get married, you need to look for also to be happy in the marriage and be playful. And that's actually a good thing. 
And we know from Muhammad وسلم, he would play with his wives and he would joke with them and they would even chase each other and play um, and play that. So um, it's about the compatibility. Try always to find the compatibility, inshallah. Um, Tom Hanks, Tom, thanks, sorry, ask how big should the age difference between men and women be uh, that's important? I've heard that people of the same age are not as successful as, for example, different of at least five years. Again, that's from different one person to another. It's about compatibility. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, uh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, um, Married Aisha, and Aisha was the uh, youngest of his wives, but he also married Khadija. And Khadija was the oldest of his wives. No, sorry, um, Sauda was the oldest. But uh, Khadija, he was, uh, she was too, were, the, the age was too big between them. It's about 25 years uh, age gap. And he married when he was very young, when he was 25, uh, Muhammad And he was content with her. We know from the narrations, he didn't, seek another wife or even to have a concubine islamic concubine so he was only with her with no one else for the time that she was he was with her uh, so the age difference it depends on the person on the character um, um i know people who from the consultation i gave and the cases that i come across um, i know a person who wanted to marry a um, once decided to get married, and he's from um, an Arabic Gulf country. He decided to marry his cousin, who we didn't see her, and um, he only saw her when he was five, and she's five years older than him, and yet he wanted to marry her because he was looking into the family context. I did ask him, you know, how did you went into this without even asking to see her or speak sit down with her he says i know the family and i know our family and i wanted somebody to be from our family and age to me is just a number i'm fine with it it's okay and as long as you keep that in mind you'll be happy with it now if somebody if somebody is the age difference is important for for them it's fine so seek what's compatible with you within the within the sharia so sometimes we'll have uh, women who wants to marry older men and i come across this as well but they, they want to marry older men for whatever reason for whatever some psychological makeup they have um, and it's fine as long as it's still compatible um, and i know stories uh, from my own surroundings my own families and others that uh, young women have married older uh, men and you know they lived happily and there was no problem but it's about the compatibility but also the family support because the brothers and sisters when you seek to get married you need to look also also into the family that you're marrying into and usually psychologically if a woman hasn't been uh, didn't know much about life uh, didn't know much about the life she be accustomed to deal with her father character so if you as a prospect as a man coming into the the family and you're marrying somebody who you know she's still green in a way you need to look into the father to see um are you similar nature to the father are you similar character to the father 
that will mean she'll know how to deal with you if you were but if not it will mean she she will not know how to deal with you and there will be some learning curve there um and again um the, the um the women who's getting into married you need to see how he's dealing with his sisters and and mothers and that will be pretty much how will he be dealing with you because that tells you how he's dealing with the female uh, in a way inshallah um brother ahmed utabi says he haven't seen his wife until the day he's married subhanallah um well the sunnah rasulullah um, is to see the wife before uh before you get married but that's a sunnah it's not obligatory but it's a sunnah as an advice and if you're happy with that it's fine but some people are so particular and they have certain taste and they'll need to see that alhamdulillah be um, I know one of the cases that I know is the person wanted to get married. So he he was born and bred in Britain. He comes from Pakistani origins. And he tells his parents when he went married. Uh, I'll come back to that. So he tells to his, to his family that um, I want to get married and I'll leave it to you. You know me. I'm your son. You know me. But all I'm asking for is I want somebody who I'm able to have a conversation with. So they went to Pakistan. They and they told him. He said, "Well, listen, it's up to you. Tell me, and I'll and I'll do it." And it happened. He went to then the 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 family saw a prospect and they advised that prospect. And then he went to Pakistan and saw the the wife and married her. And now they've been married for twenty years now. And happily, they're really happy happily married. I told you this story. Uh, one of the Somebody wants to get married, so he asked his, his family to find him a prospect. Um, he's from the Arabic Gulf country, and um, the tradition is the family would, you know, uh, try to find a good prospect. So the mother went and, you know, did some scouting, and she was trying to find him a good prospect. On the night that they want to go and see the, the bride, according to the, to the tradition, they go and meet and see if there's um, acceptance or not. Um, the mother was saying to to the uh, to the young man, saying, "Oh, son, I th I believe that this woman we're gonna go and see her. You're gonna uh, be we we're gonna see. Uh, Subhanallah. I feel that the this prospect we're gonna see. I think she's the right one for you. But if you feel that she's not, we have another prospect. Inshallah, we can go and see her." So the son was saying, mom, I'll make my own opinion. You don't tell me this is right or not. I'll, I'm going to make my own opinion and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna see both and then decide. I'm not going to just go like this. So son, I'm only, I'm, I'll, honestly, I feel that she's the right one for you. And he said to her, I know, no, no, I'll need to see both. Anyway, they go in. Um, men go sit with men, women go sit with women. And then he was asked to go and sit with the women and the bride came in. Uh, the prospect came in uh, to see him and kind of start having a lot of conversation with each other. Um, now, the clue was he left a watch with, he bought a watch and he left it with his sister as well who came with him. And he said, if I ask you for the watch to give her, that's mean, that's it, I want her. Um, so he asked his sister for the watch. He said, no, no, I'm not giving you the watch. You need to go and see the other one. He said, come on, give me the watch. <laughs> Subhanallah. So that's another example of um, how your family knows more about you 
and know how to choose uh, your wife. Um, I know somebody who wanted to get married and his, his mom uh, said, this is the right wife for you. And he kept saying, no, no, no. Eventually he got married her. He got married that woman because she was the right one for him. Uh, but his wife uh, never forget that for him. And she always says, you should have listened to your, what, your mother. <laughs> Subhanallah. Um, uh, that's brother Shiko, uh say, I think brother is, yes. Uh, he said, I saw my wife before the, uh, the marriage, but after marriage, she looked different. And yes, that's something that happened. And that's why Sharia, because of these issues, Al-Mashayikh, you know, may Allah uh, bless, uh, bless them for the knowledge they give us. Uh, when they looked into this, is the Sharia, he can see her the way he would see, uh, the way her parents will see her. Um, and that's different from one culture to another again. But that's why the scale is a fluid, if you like. The measurement is a fluid. So you'll need to see her. So because sometimes the makeup can really distinguish a person and make them look like a completely different, al-ulama says it's okay to see her with the makeup, but then if the makeup is completely changing, you need to see her without the makeup as well. So see her in normal days, you know, like normally, and then see her with our... Um, with the makeup on, so it's fine, and then inshallah, it will be better for you, uh, brother Ahmed Al Utebi. I can put the comment actually on the on the screen, uh, so we can all read it. So, brother Ahmed Al Utebi says, Our elders used to say all women get married, no matter she's beautiful or not, because men generally don't know what beautiful women mean. Women covering used to be good for men, for women. Uh, only. I don't understand your last bit of sentence. Women covering used to be good for women only. Um, if you try, if you care to elaborate, but this is an important thing. Actually, you mentioned. Um, uh, this is very important thing you mentioned. Some of the Subhanallah, when the women go out and they show their beauty, a lot of it, a lot of it, and they cause fitna now as a man you should be lower your gaze that's your duty there's, there's no questions about that but it's also part of the duty of the woman is to preserve herself because what she's doing she's spoiling it for all the other women there's um one of the one of the sentences that i come across through with the consultancies that i give is um is some a man would be, for example, walking down the street and he will see, oh, or even the TV, he will see a certain makeup, so he would look. So certain makeup, certain dress, what have you, and then he come ask his wife to do the same. Well, the if the wife did the same, she would not look the same because she's a different person. Because uh, given that she have the same skill, the same um um this the same skill and the same um, if you like things that you wanted, because sometimes quality make a difference as well for people who into details. Um, but if the more you see, the less you're content with your wife. The less you see, the more you're content with your wife, the more you're happy with your wife, because your eyes don't wander around and then nothing is, it's like coming home for your meal, but you've already eaten. What are you going to eat? 
you've been eating all day, even if you didn't have, you know, a proper meal, um, even if you didn't have the proper meal, but if you have, um, if you have uh, snacks all day, then when you come to actually have meal at home, that you'll not enjoy your meal. But if you've been properly uh, keeping it yourself, and then when you come home, your natural desire will flow towards your wife naturally. But if it's distracted with all the women out there on TV, it's gonna be it's not gonna be work well. And the same thing with women, if her views are distracted with the views out there, um, she's not gonna be liking the uh, her husband. And we're gonna be talking about al-khulu' inshallah in the last episode of talaq. But the hadith of al-khulu' which is one hadith. There's no one, there's only one hadith. Al-Khulu'. When the woman came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, asking to uh, divorce her husband, and she said, I'm not complaining about his faith or, um, or manners, but I don't like him, and I can't give myself to him. And he says, okay, divorce him. Give him back the dowry and divorce him. Um... And what happened in some of the narration says because she saw somebody, she, he walks around his friend and he was the ugliest. And it's, it's allowed, but see the fitna? When you look, you'll have the fitna, subhanAllah. So you need to be careful. Um, so Ahmed Al-Atib says, Al-Hijab Shari'i Afdal Al-Mar'a, which is the, you know, the proper veils are the best for the women. I agree with you. It's the best for, not for the women, brother, it's best for the whole society. It's uh, keeping, preserving the whole society, subhanAllah. Uh, Rasulullah says, I've never seen anybody that can take the mind of somebody who's strong, uh, strong will, and sensible from a woman. The woman will take his mind away. So the more you maintain your, your dignity, your honor, and lower your gaze and keep your contacts within uh, the Islamic boundaries, and you're preserving yourself and the Ummah, inshallah. Uh, so Shabnam Kulsum says it has to work both way. Um, the man has been advised to lower his gaze, but at the same time, the woman cannot flaunt herself in order to cause a distraction to the man in the first instance. No, that's uh, that's absolutely uh, correct. Uh, that's what I said. is It's two-way street, and women... Um, Need, it's, it's, it's a social responsibility, brothers and sisters. It's a social responsibility. Um, it's, it's a, you, everybody need to take, um, everybody need to take their, their, their responsibility and, um, and basically be aware that the actions you're making is affecting everyone else. We know about the butter effect, um, um, what do you call it? Effect? Butterfly ripples. Um, so when you make something, you're causing ripples in life, and that's causing things to happen. You need to be aware of yourself and think of yourself. I always say in my khutbas, the first thing that you need to be working on to fix is yourself. And as I said in my in my talk today, first, you don't think the marriage will fix you. Marriage will enhance you, but it will not fix you. What will fix you is you. You will need to fix yourself don't wait that your wife to fix you. Don't wait your husband to fix you. If you have this great desire for marriage and you feel the marriage will enhance you, that's absolutely fine. It's understandable. But marriage will enhance you. Marriage will not fix you. You will fix you. And you need to fix yourself. And you need to be responsible for yourselves 
um, and your actions and deeds because you'll be asked about them, subhanAllah. Um, this is the end of my talk today. Uh, inshallah, I'll, um, uh, that will be the end of my talk. Inshallah, I'll come back to you next week with another episode where we talk about the jurisprudence of uh, of marriage. Where we talk about, inshallah, khitbah next next time. Thank you, Shakuk, for collecting my um, my accent. Subhanallah. I said uh, when I say I said khutbah, I said it should have been khutbah. And the khutbah is when you make a speech, but the khutbah is when you ask for women in marriage. So I'm sorry for the um, for the error and jazakallah uh, khair. Jazakallah khair all for coming. Um, Thank you for uh, tuning in. And inshallah, I'll be coming back inshallah, for next week, inshallah, with another episode about uh, jurisprudence of marriage. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.